You are listening to the Shades of Grey podcast episode two. I am your host Carmen and today I'd like to talk about Starbucks, White Fright and how to fix it, Fort Valley State University and hazing, Paula Patton and her new bae, and Candace Parker and alimony. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shades of Grey podcast. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. The Shades of Grey podcast is produced every Friday for your enjoyment, and the show notes are found in the description box as well as shadesofgreypod.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Shades of Grey Pod and my personal Twitter at CDGrey89. All social media links are in the description box. Now let's get to the show. Hello there, everyone. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about what everyone has been talking about, which is Starbucks and how they're trifling AF. I'm sure everyone knows April 12th, Rashawn Nelson and Dante Robinson went into a Philadelphia Starbucks to wait for a friend for a business meeting, and they were in there for two minutes. Two minutes before the store manager called the police two minutes 120 seconds if i can count correctly i'm not understanding like since when did being still become a crime since when did minding your business become a crime um some of the reports that i read stated that the gentlemen were there to meet a third person, um, you know, to go over some real estate matters that they had been working on for months. So maybe they were just sitting at this table to collect their thoughts so that when this third person came in, you know, they wouldn't be stumbling over their words and that the meeting would be um, productive. So I think, was it yesterday, the day before... They went on to Good Morning America, I believe. And the Nelson gentleman, he basically stated, you know, as soon as the police came in, they just said that they had to leave and there was no explanation. And my question is, okay, you're the police officer. You get this call. There's two guys sitting here and they haven't ordered anything, but they've only been in here for 120 seconds. Where was the on-site investigation? You know what I'm saying? Like, did they even ask, hey, what's going on, guys? Why are you sitting over here? Like, I'm just not understanding. And then I saw that they weren't even Mirandized before they were put into handcuffs and put in the back of a police car and taken to the police station. Uh, The Constitution of the United States says that you have to be Mirandized. So that's a big um F up right there you know if I can just be completely frank I just this is just ridiculous you know and I want to say that maybe the day before or the day after another gentleman at a Starbucks in California I believe you know he was just trying to get the code or you know key code to the restroom and 
one of the baristas there was just ignorant. You know what I'm saying? So I'm confused and I just don't understand it. Like how many people go into Starbucks and just sit there? <laughs> I know I go for the free Wi-Fi all of the time. Any college student across the nation goes into Starbucks to study and to use the free Wi-Fi because as a struggling college student, you definitely don't have money to buy the expensive drinks. But I'm just, when did being black become such, well, more of a burden than what it already is? You know, the CEO, you know, they want to close down stores for racial bias training. I'm not sure what that's going to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just not sure. Um, I saw another article that read that there were other bias trainings that were held, but they were with upper management and corporate. So my question is, why weren't these trainings being held on the storefronts where the most interaction with customers is happening? You see what I'm saying? Like you should have started there and then worked your way up and then maybe you wouldn't be into the situation that you're in right now. And this Eight-hour class, one-day class, two-day class is not going to undo programmed racism, taught racism. You know, those prejudices are not going to be eradicated in eight hours. We have to understand that racism is real. And I may upset some people when I say this, but White people are generally, you know, trained to hate black people on sight before we have the opportunity to say a thing. You know what I'm saying? Those biases are already there as a black woman. I can't raise my voice around white women because now I'm aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm combative and I'm difficult to work with. You know what I'm saying? And Heaven just knows that it's worse for black men because, you know, the way that they decide to wear their clothes or if their voice is too deep, sometimes that could be seen as a threat. You see what I'm saying? And I don't think that people understand that until white people make the conscious decision to understand people of color, this will not change until white people are accountable for their racism, this will not change. I know that the two gentlemen met with the CEO, but I mean, met with him for what? Like, what change is going to happen? I personally feel like they met for hush money. You know, here's some money so that you don't do more damage than that's already been done, you know, it's just foolish, but I do want to see how this plays out into the media. I do want to see, you know, what comes of this bias training. But I also feel like, what if the bias training backfires? What if it turns into, oh my God, I knew black people were scary and I knew that my feelings were correct. You know, you're telling me that a guy who walks in with a hoodie or a girl that walks in with long, flashy colored fingernails shouldn't be a threat. No, 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 no. You're telling me that because they are. I'm pretty sure that someone is going to flip that, 
You know what I'm saying? And it's not going to, it's not going to fix anything. <sighs> but I, 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 I do want to see how it plays out because folks are just getting out of hand. This, this boldness that we're seeing these days is just out of hand. So let, 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 let's stay tuned. Let, let, let's see how this plays out. All right. Another story that I came across today out of nowhere, I don't know what I clicked on, but I sure did come across it. And let's talk about it. So Fort Valley State University, I had never heard of this school before, but it's somewhere in central Georgia. They are under investigation for employee misconduct involving the students. Hold on, it gets better. But this particular employee was a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. And there was sexual misconduct going on between this employee and the, what do you call them? The, the, the people who are online, the chicks who are online. So, so I'm just trying to figure out what was the sexual misconduct. And it was only brought to investigators' attention because of social media outlets. So the sexual misconduct was basically a sex ring. A sex ring. I'm at a loss for words because I have never wanted to be a part of something so badly that I would compromise my morals to do so. You know what I'm saying? Like, this hazing is out of control. You know what I'm saying? They put you through this ringer to be a, to become a part of this organization. But is it worth it? Is it? What is the price that you're willing to pay to be a part of this organization? Aside from the astronomical financial costs. You know, I'm like, I, I, I can never, <laughs> I can see myself doing a lot of things, but this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, it's very odd. It's very, very, very odd. Um, do any of you remember that show or like mini movie that came on Netflix called Burning Sands that was about that fraternity? And I believe one of the guys who was online like died during hazing. Like this hazing is not just for the predominantly white fraternities and sororities. It's, it's across the board and it's a problem across the board. You know what I'm saying? And some people didn't like the movie. Some people did. I'm indifferent to it because I'm just not into the whole fraternity sorority thing. But I do think that it shed light on the things that people try to keep very, very hush hush. All of the darkness that goes on behind the scenes, you know, because we only see... Um, Oh, what is it called? What is it called? I'm blanking. I'm blanking. Probate. We only see the probate. You know what I'm saying? We, we see the end result. They've crossed. They're taking pictures and they're super happy. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they've got the letterman jacket now. So we, we only see that. But it is, it's a problem. And I just really don't think that I want anything that bad, y'all. I, it's sad. It's, it's really, really sad. And I do know um, my younger brother was in the process of pledging for Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity, and he dropped off the lawn because he said, it's not worth it to me to go through this. Now, he never did say what this was, but he was like, it's not worth it to me. So 
that says a lot to me because my younger brother is the most ambitious person that I know. And for him to say, uh-uh, this ain't for me, that spoke volumes to me. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's weird. It's really, really weird. And I feel like there are too many instances that we are seeing of people being hurt or dying or messing up their reputations behind trying to join these Greek letter organizations. And I won't just say black Greek letter organizations. I'm going to say the Greek letter organizations across the board, like We've all seen the white fraternities with their racist chants that that leak on the interwebs. So, I mean, it's just problems across the board. And I'm not sure if enough is being being done to change that. You know, these chapter presidents, I don't see anything in the media. Maybe I'm not looking at the correct media outlets, but it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And like I say, I don't know why I clicked on this story, but for some reason I did. And I I just don't want anything that badly that I would be in a sex ring. Okay? Like, so you're in the sex ring with who? Like with other members of the sorority? Is this a same sex sex ring? Is this a, is, is it like an orgy? Or is it like, you're just agreeing to be passed around to a select few. I don't know. It's odd. And I don't like it. Let's talk Paula Patton. Hopefully y'all know who Paula Patton is, but she, um, I remember her from Idlewild, that movie Idlewild with Outkast in it. I thought that movie was so good, but she's got a new boyfriend. And here's the part that's intriguing to me. One, Paula to me is an odd duck anyway, but she's just so gushy over this guy that she's only been dating for 30 days. 30 days. That is one month. He has not made it out of the probationary period of 90 days or a year for most people. And she is all on national news saying how much she loves this man. His name is Zach Quitman. I have no idea who he is or what he does. But everyone is giving her grief because he is still married. Um, He's separated, I'm assuming legally separated, but everyone's giving her crap because he's married. And they're saying that she's a hypocrite because Robin Thicke cheated on her and she divorced him. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Robin was cheating. Him and Paula were not separated when he was out doing his dirt. He was flat out cheating. I feel like what's going on here with Paula and Zach, 
this man is separated. So if there is a legal separation and he is no longer um, in the household, I kind of don't feel like this is an issue. I, I, I don't. So I guess it raises the question. Is it appropriate to date someone who is separated? Can you do that? I personally don't see an issue with it, but you have to be sure that this person is actually separated. Like some dude who's just like, oh yeah, um, it's, it's over between me and my girl. You know, we're separated, but you're still living in the home. I mean, does this woman know that y'all are separated? Cause you out here telling me one story, but are you at home telling her another story and vice versa? You know, this could, this could go the other way around as well. But I feel like, I feel like if it's two adults, and they're being honest about the situation. You can do what you want. You know what I'm saying? I have been a notorious um, person to monkey bar from relationship to relationship. I will say that right now, this is the longest I've been single since I was 17 years old. It's going on like four or five years. But I, I do feel like. If your previous relationship is really like, this is it, it's done. We just have to wait for the paperwork to be filed and the ink to dry. I don't really think that there's an issue. If there are children involved, I do think that um, you should maybe not introduce your children until after you know for a fact that this is serious. Because I will say, if you're with someone who is separated or in the middle of, the, of, of a divorce this could be some rebound type of stuff and I'm hoping that Paula does not get her fragile feelings hurt because she meets this guy who's getting out of a marriage and everything is shiny and new and great when you're leaving a relationship so I'm hoping that he doesn't treat her like a rebound because she had a hard time after that divorce with Robin so I'm gonna keep my eye on this I'm going to keep my eye on this. And to Paula's fans, I didn't know she had fans, but to her fans who are saying that she's being hypocritical, I need y'all to read a book because this is not the same situation that this is not, this is not what Robin did. What Robin, what Robin did was just trifling and sloppy to boot. Okay. He was just sloppy to boot. Yeah. I think that's all I wanted to say on that particular point. I think I'm going to round out the show with Candace Parker and her alimony that she has to pay to her ex-husband, Sheldon Williams. Now, let's pump the brakes for just one second. Does anybody know who Sheldon Williams is? Because apparently this man played in the NBA and I have no idea what team he played for and for how long. He may have just been a professional bench warmer, but she married him. You know, life is about choices and this is who she chose. You know what I'm saying? And she's got to pay this man almost a half a million dollars in alimony and ongoing spousal support. Let's just take let's just take a moment for the almost half a million dollars that this woman has to pay to a man who looks like a dirty boot. Google this man. He looks like a boot. Like and not a good boot. Like not a good Steinmart or Non West or Polo boot. He looks like 
a boot that you find at like the beauty supply store. That's what this man looks like. And not saying that looks are everything, but maybe the pill would be easier to swallow if you didn't have to pay a boot four hundred thousand dollars. But if you have to pay a more Boris Kojode four hundred thousand dollars, maybe no 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 I'm gassing myself up I would be very upset if I had to pay anybody four hundred thousand dollars so this brings me to my next point I don't consider myself a feminist but I do feel like anything that a man can do or most things that a man can do a woman can do I want equal pay for equal work you know I am no damsel in distress okay so with that being said, nine times out of 10, the man has to pay alimony or spousal support. So why does it just look so crazy when a woman has to do it? Is it my, it may be my archaic brain, you know, as progressive as I think that I am. I still feel like, don't you feel like a bitch for taking this woman money? I'm sorry for the. I'm sorry for that. But I mean, don't you feel like I feel like you, Sheldon, you took a few pages out of Kendu J. Blige's book and you said, "Ooh, this isn't working. But how do I get money? Because I'm trifling. Kendu is paying Mary. No, 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 no. Mary is paying Kendu almost $70,000 a month in spousal support. What type of world are we living in where not not the type of world where women have to pay their husband's spouse support, but that these men are so proud about it? Like, look what I got. I get free money every month because my girl made more money than me. I don't know, y'all. I feel like it's really, it's really weird. I personally feel like any man that gloats about his receiving spousal support and alimony and child support. We need to make y'all feel like pariah because that is not manly to me. You know, back to my archaic brain, men are to protect and provide. And here I am protecting and providing your ass by keeping a roof over your head with 400,000 of my dollars. And whatever the spousal support is going to be, I just, this boggled my mind. And he looked like a boot, okay? Like, so, so I want to keep this conversation going. I think I may post something on the Facebook page or on the Instagram. Like, what are the rules now? Like, are the scales tilting? Is this really about to be an even playing field? And if so, I don't know how I feel about that. I just don't. But I did read that there will be no child support in Candace Parker's situation. So, I mean, I guess that's a plus. But since he was lackluster at basketball, I'm sure he'd be lackluster at parenting and the kid will probably spend more time with her anyway. But uh, it was just odd. And it made me feel some type of way. I am not even going to lie about that. It made me feel, it made me feel like, Candace, you could have done so much better. You could have done so much better. Life is about choices. And this is who you chose. So, I mean, 
Hope you got a good ink pen, girl. So there you have it, you guys. Episode 2. I talked about Starbucks and how they're problematic as fuck. I've talked about Fox Valley State University and their sex ring. That's interesting. Talked about Paula Patton and her new bae. And I rounded it out with Candace Parker and her boot. That gets $400,000. I really don't care. Let's keep this conversation going on social media. Shades of Grey Pod. That's across social media. And um, I can keep the conversation going on my own on Twitter at CDGrey89. And um, I look forward to seeing you all on the next one. Bye.